In middle of the sugi of Hanukkah, in the Gemara, the Gemara says that Omar of Kano, Dorash of Nosen Barmanyumi, Meshmeidiram of Tanchum. What does it mean in the Pasuk of our Parsha, Parsha's Vayeshev? Vahaboyrek, that the pit that Yosef was thrown into, Aimboy Moyim, there was no water. If it says that it's empty, don't I already know that there's no water? The fact that it says there's no water is implying something else. There was no water, but there was something else in there. There were Nechoshim, Vakrabim, there were snakes and scorpions. The Rebbe wants to explain the connection between this Pirush on this Pasuk with the Sugi of Hanukkah where it's being brought. Although the simple reason is, is it's because the same person that says in the Gemara about Hanukkah, a certain halacha about Hanukkah, also says the Pshat of this Pasuk. But the Rebbe says there must be a deeper connection. In order to understand this, says the Rebbe, we know that it says, generally, Ein mayim ela Torah. Chazal tell us whenever that water is a reference to Torah. In our case specifically, we have a medrash that says the same thing on our Pasuk. The medrash, in fact, first brings the same point that the Gemara says, that there was no water, but there were snakes and scorpions. And the, then the medrash says about this boy, about this pit, it's referring to the fact that there was water, water that there was, Torah was missing. That it's empty of Torah. That the pit of Yaakov, so to speak, was empty of Torah, meaning that his children weren't acting in a way of Torah. Says the Rebbe, this is actually now, will also explain the deeper meaning in Mayim Einboy, that there's no water, that there's snakes and scorpions. That means, because if water is Torah, the moment there's no Torah, automatically there's negativity, there's snakes and scorpions. Things are opposite to Torah. There's no in-between. It's either you have the Torah, or there's going to be things that are completely opposition to Torah. The Rebbe says this is similar to a Torah that the Baal Shem Tev taught on the words, which simply means you'll tur- if you turn away and serve other gods. The Baal Shem Tev said, no, the moment you turn away from Hashem, automatically there's already negativity. There's a yonim of avoid the Zorah, idol worship, at least in a subtle way. Similarly, over here, the moment there's no Torah, automatically there's Nechashim Vakrabim, there's negativity, there's opposition to Torah. But the Rebbe asks that seemingly this is this not so understood. We can understand the moment a person is not connected to Hashem, Vesartem, he turns away from Hashem, then he's going to be involved in things that are opposite of Hashem. But why would we say that in Torah? Why can't it be that a person doesn't have Torah, but there's still things other uh, neutral things that he has. Why are we saying that he's completely going to be against the Torah? Another thing the Rebbe says, if the Medrash is saying that this boy was empty of Torah, implying that the children of Yaakov were empty of Torah, how do we understand this? In fact, we know that the brothers of Yosef wanted to kill Yosef. They thought that this was actually, they were doing the right thing according to Torah. They had logical reasons to explain why according to Torah, they thought that he was Chayiv Misa. So why are we saying that they're empty of Torah? In order to understand this, the Rebbe goes back to understand what does it mean that Torah is compared to water. Torah generally is compared to a number of different things and each one tells us a different characteristic that's related to Torah. Chazal tells us the reason why Torah is compared to water is because just like water leaves a high spot to come down to a low place, in a similar way, Torah only lasts by a person that has humility like the water. Says the Rebbe, this is going to be the pshat that the children of Yaakov were empty of Torah. It doesn't mean they weren't learning Torah or the halachas of Torah. Rather, they were missing, they were lacking the proper level of humility that would have been expected from them according to their high level. But, says the Rebbe, now the question is even more so, just because they're missing this high level of humility, that's why they now become against Torah? How do we understand this? Now it's nechashim v'akrabim, snakes and scorpions, just because that's missing? So the Rebbe says the explanation is, 
that the real idea of Torah is that through Torah we're connecting to the Noiser HaToyra, to Hashem, the giver of Torah. And that's why humility is something so absolutely, crucially necessary in the learning of Torah. You see, a person is, is limited, a person is finite. There's no way that he could connect with Hashem, the Noisin HaToyra, who is completely infinite. The only way he could do that is when he goes out of himself, when he loses himself, which is the idea of Bittul. That's the only way how he could truly be a Kali to the the, the infinite Chachma of Hashem. This is also what we say in Shemay When I'm like dust to everyone, then then we could ask that Hashem should open our hearts in Torah. Why is that? Seemingly, you need to use your Seichel, you need to have your all of your faculties, especially your Seichel to learn Torah. Why are we saying you need to have this idea of humility? Because again, the same point. Because Hashem is infinite and His Chachma is infinite, the person has to go through complete humility to be able to absorb Hashem's Chachma properly. The Rebbe says this also explains another idea. The Gemara says, speaks about how important it is to have Dibur, verbalizing the words of Torah when you learn. And only if you verbalize the words of Torah, that's when the Torah is secure by you, you won't forget it. It's only when you verbalize the words of Torah, that's the way you're going to be yoyed to the mitzvah properly, of learning Torah, etc., and the question is, isn't the main idea of learning Torah, especially Torah Shabal it's all about the understanding of Torah. Why are we making such a big deal about saying the words of Torah? And the explanation is again this same point, because the main idea of Torah is connecting with the Noisana Torah, the giver of the Torah, who is completely infinite. And therefore, the way a person learns Torah has to be that he's trying to get Hashem's Chachma. It's not about his understanding, he's trying to tune in to Hashem's infinite Chachma. And therefore, if a person is only learning Torah with his seichel, which is the greatest quality of a person, his intellect, but that means he's very much remaining in his own mitzvahs. He's very much remaining with his own limitations. And therefore, he's not able to absorb the Torah of Hashem. The Rebbe says, imagine an elephant trying to go through an eye of a needle. We can't even imagine it. And here we're speaking about two finite things. How much more so it's impossible that the limited intellect of a person should be able to absorb the chachma of Hashem. And that's why we say that on its own, the Torah cannot be secure, won't be remembered by the person, it won't really go into him. Whereas when the person lowers himself down, he goes down from the level of Seichel, he goes down into deeper into saying the words. And furthermore, make sure that it penetrates also the, all the rest of his body. That's when he's a Kali, to really be able to absorb, to get that Chachma, that infinite Chachma of Hashem. Says the Rebbe, now we're going to go back to understand that we say as, long, as soon as there's no water, there's something of the opposite nature. Because since the main idea of Torah is connecting with the noise in our Torah, the giver of the Torah, which comes only through absolute humility, therefore once again there is nothing in between. Either you have the bittle to the noise in our Torah, to the giver of the Torah, and that's when you're going to get it right also when you learn Torah, you're going to get the halacha right. Whereas if chas v'shalim there is missing that bittle, then automatically you're off the right path, you're off the right track, you don't have a connection, a real connection to the Torah. And not only that, but Chaz you're going completely against Hashem. And that's also going to cause, like in our case, that the Shvatim, although they thought they're going the right path of Torah, but since they were missing that bitul, they actually end up doing something that's against the Torah, because they're lacking that bitul. The Rebbe says, we know that the whole story of Yosef leads Yidin to go to Mitzrayim, and eventually... Ultimately to Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim and Matan Torah. And here is the same idea that the whole idea of this bitul that's needed for the Torah specifically 
happens by Matan Torah or from the giving of the Torah and onwards, this is when it really becomes necessary, this absolute bitul. Because when they learn Torah before Matan Torah, they obviously learn Torah. We don't, won't say that they were forgetting the Torah. But the point is that when they were learning the Torah, they were learning it with their own koyach, according to their own ability. As much as a nivra created being can understand. And that's fine. You learn according to your level and you're able to absorb that. But if the point of Torah now is going to be coming, to, that it's coming from Hashem, something completely, completely unlimited, completely infinite, it's impossible to be able to absorb that on our own. We need that Hashem is giving it to us as a present, as a gift. This is the whole Kiddush of Matan Torah. It's only coming from Hashem that He's going to be able to give it to us. And the way we are a keli to that is by having that level of bitl. In fact, we find regarding Moshe Rabbeinu himself that originally he was learning Torah and forgetting it until the Abishta gives it to him as a present. The question is why? But this is the idea. Because when the Torah was being learned with their own koichos, so they're able to reach whatever it is and absorb it and retain it. But Moshe Rabbeinu is trying to get this level of Torah that's completely beyond creation and for this, he needs to get it as a gift from Hashem. And again, for a person to be able to be a keli for this, comes specifically through the level of bitul. The Rebbe says, now we can also understand the connection to the whole idea of Hanukkah. Because what happens on Hanukkah? The Yavanim wanted, they didn't mind if we learned Torah. But they wanted, the we should forget Chas V'Shalom, that is the Eibishter's Torah. Furthermore, this is why they go ahead and they're they contaminate the oil of the Hegel. Chassidus explains that Shem and oil represents the level of Chachmah. The Greeks didn't mind that we have Chachmah of Torah, but they wanted it to be Tomei. It shouldn't be permeated with the Kedusha of Torah, with the Nois in our Torah. What does Hashem do? Hashem makes a miracle that we find the pure oil, even though technically we could have used that oil, halachically, the other oil. But Hashem wanted to emphasize this idea that it's all about having the Chachmah permeated with the Kedusha, the Kedusha of Nois in our Torah. And this is also what we do when we light the Hanukkah Menorah. The whole idea is that we light it on our doors outside, to illuminate all the darkness, to transform all the darkness, that there's nothing left of any of the clip and the darkness until we finally bring down the Gula Amitiz Vashleim of Akarev Mamash.